Welcome to the Home Medic. You are listening to the series on water heaters in your home. Welcome back to the Home Medic, where we, as always, have Heidi Hansen. We are here. Let's introduce you first, and then and then we'll talk about why everybody's listening. All right. Because you are the reason why they're listening. <laughs> she is the warmth in the organization today and always. We're helping you keep your money in your wallet and your family out of the hospital. This is segment two of the inspection points that in your water heater that you're going to want to make sure are right. If they are not right then you're going to be paying bigger money and you're going to be visiting your children in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Or just teaching your children how to be tough with cold water. Yeah, giving them cold And showers. yourself. <laughs> yeah, I think we're all much happier teaching the children to be tough with cold water than actually doing it. Good point. <laughs> so uh, item number three on the water heater, we've got the surge tank. And basically what that is, and it happens on water heaters that have been installed since about... 2005-ish. Oh, okay. So basically, it's a very simple item. Of course, it costs a couple hundred dollars, but it's just a steel or a metal tank. Inside, there's a bladder in the middle. Okay. On one side, it's got air, and the other side, it's got water. All right. And that's really all that it is. Its purpose is to give pressure a place to go as the water heater is doing its job. Interesting. So that's new technology. Yeah, yeah, it's newer. You you wouldn't think that a rubber bladder with water on one side and and, and air on the other would be new technology, but it kind of is. Right, for water heaters. So, and I don't know if you've been in any of those really old homes like 1920, 1940, where you turn on and off a a tap and you can hear what, it's called water hammer. Mm, Like... Yeah, you, know, you just hear it go bing, 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 bing. A little bit, yes, I think I have. And those are instantaneous pressures that happen. Uh, you basically got a pressure wave that's flowing through the plumbing, and it's causing extremely high pressures. Mm. And usually in those older systems, the older plumbing can't handle extremely high pressures. And so then what happens is you get a burst. I see. And we're uh, once again, we're filling the house with water. We got mold rot termites, etc. <laughs> you mean a burst like at night, in the middle of the night? You just have water shoot out without <clears throat> yeah, if it spontaneously? Comes water hammer, it happens immediately after you turn off the tap for oh. the last time. Okay. So that is what your surge tank is all about. There's not a lot of inspection points to it, but you should actually, after you're finished listening to the podcast, you're going to want to go into your water heater room and just see if you've got it there. Like I say, usually it's about a one-gallon tank, and sometimes it's blue, sometimes it's red. You know, they'll make it different colors, but you want to make sure that it's there. And, of course, you want to make sure that it's not leaking. You'll generally want to replace that each time that you replace your water heater. So that's just separate from the water heater. It's right. not inside of it. It will usually be above. Okay. And you also, sometimes as the home inspector, I will see where it's been placed on this big, long copper pipe that's kind of just sticking out in the middle of nowhere. Right. And you've got to figure that thing is half full of water, and that water is going to weigh something. And so if you've got this long copper line on that, and then you've got this bulb on the end, uh, that's going to stress the copper. Right. Well, in any case, that surge tank needs to be supported. Not just hanging out in midair. Not just hanging out there. <laughs> <laughs> Good year, blimp. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Put a sign on it. <laughs> so that's an item that I'd like you to take a look at to make sure that your water heater is provided with what it needs. Now, earthquake strap is something that some of us, you know, let's, let's say that you live in, I don't know, maybe Kansas. I don't, I don't think earthquakes mm, happen. Maybe a tornado strap in Kansas. <laughs> That's true. You you hear about the fires in California that happen after an earthquake. Yes. And what happens is the shake, if if they don't have an earthquake strap, the shake actually tips the water heater over. Exactly. And then you've got a flame right next to gas, and now the house is on fire. You've got the natural gas pipe broken and leaking out natural gas. So that is what causes uh, all those houses to burn down, is we have the water heater that doesn't have an earthquake strap on it. So there's those flexible hoses too. And I know last time they installed my furnace, I think it was, or the water heater, they used a flexible copper piping. It was like an accordion style that could bend. There's the the perforated metal, just a strap that's, I don't know, about three quarters of an inch wide. Uh-huh. And then more recently, they have, it's a material that is a little tougher. It, it's more of a uh, poly but mm, like a webbing kind of a thing yeah it, let's just call it a vinyl material or a, a plastic type material mm. it doesn't stretch much so it's not going to allow the water heater to wobble so both of those are are great yeah anything is better than nothing basically i have also seen and it's not ideal but i've seen it and it's adequate let's say your water heater is out in the middle of the room yes so you're going to actually strap that water heater to the rafters Mm. the ceiling joists above you. You just want to make sure that water heater can't fall down. Right. Because again, if it does, uh, not only have you burned your house down, but you've flooded it at the same time. And I don't know about you, but I don't need to live in one of those. No. (laughs) That's the earthquake strap. The combustion air is another one of those things. You know, in, in my home, I actually keep having my basement door open by itself. Really? There's two reasons why that could be. Let's hear those. I'm curious. The first reason is that you've got a ghost. Oh, the ghost. (laughs) (laughs) If it's not the ghost, then the second explanation is the combustion air source is just allowing air into the basement and then the additional pressure from the basement pushes the basement door open. So what happens is last night is a perfect example of this. We had a crazy wind and rainstorm. Oh, it was crazy. When he says crazy, he means crazy. It was crazy. And so you get all this wind that's blowing into my combustion air line. And like I say, that's filling the basement with pressure and then it's pushing my door open. So maybe this one wasn't the poltergeist. Yeah. (laughs) Not this time. (laughs) I should back up a little bit and we should talk about the purpose of the combustion air source. Oh, let's do. In your life, have you ever noticed a pipe in your furnace and water heater room that is just a big open pipe and it doesn't seem to be doing anything? Well, I don't know if I ever noticed it. I just know that whenever I want something installed, the people that know what they're doing are always saying, well, we need to make sure there's an air outtake or we need to look for the whatever, this pipe. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Uh, Like, well, you have to have ventilation or whatever. You have to have... So what I mentioned during the inspections (laughs) that I do, and pretty much nobody has heard of the combustion airline. Right. So I, I basically say, look, you've got air leaving through the flues in the home. 
your furnace flu, your water heater flu, uh, any other flus, you've got air leaving the home through those flus. Right. And I guess there's an important reason for that. I mean, you've got carbon monoxide exhausts mm. that are happening and they need to oh. get out. But the home is kind of like a straw. Air can't leave from one end unless it's being replaced from the other. Mm. So what you're going to have uh, is this combustion airline is basically just a big pipe, usually eight inches, not always. It goes from the exterior into the room that has the furnace and water heater. Oh, okay. And that is going to replace the air that is leaving through the flues. That makes sense. So quite often you'll see people as a home inspector, I'll see where people maybe uh, say, like I'm getting cold drafts in from that combustion air source and they'll fill it up with pillows, you know, Uh cover it up with (laughs) cardboard or aluminum foil or whatever the case may be. So that's common. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. And that's a no-no. That is a no-no. Because then that ruins all of your good poltergeist stories. Even I can get that one. It's yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. I, I think we've all been there. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. Uh, back in the 70s, they used to do louvered doors and they'd draw air from the house, which would in turn draw air from the doors and windows. But yes. that was the 70s when we had single pane windows that didn't really seal and uh, doors that didn't really seal and you could actually draw air from the doors and windows. Now you actually need to have that combustion air source. Mm, okay, so maybe I don't want to replace my basement windows then if I have a louver door to my furnace room. Yeah, or you could just do the combustion air and, and put it in and then you don't have to worry about it. Ah, uh-huh, okay. Okay, Heidi, master of your mansion. Good to know. Let's put you in a mansion that was built in 1970 and has louvered doors and single pane windows. I'll tell you what, he used to give me an option of where to have my mansion, and I chose Bora Bora. And the more episodes we do, the more he downgrades my mansion. What do you think about that? How about about a 70s mansion with single pane windows in Bora Bora? (laughs) You know, I think I could handle that. I think as long as she's in Bora Bora, she's good. I'll probably be in the water, not in the house anyway. So, Finally, and as always, be yourself because everybody else is taken. This is Julie and McKay with your natural solutions tip for the day. I have seen this essential oil that we're talking about come to the rescue many times, Julie. It's our respiratory blend. It helps in maintaining clear airways and breathing and also supports overall respiratory health. What else is it, Jules? I love it. And it's actually Gar's favorite oil. He actually puts it in his CPAP machine. Keeps us married. If you'd like to know more about that, contact us at naturalsolutions at homemedicworld.com.